Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Unanswered Prayers. And today we're going to air part number two, which is subtitled Praying Through. There are difficult times ahead, but don't worry. God has things in place for you and your family. And sometimes, despite the opposition, you've got to remember you must pray through and make sure that you are connected to the Lord. I can't wait for you to hear today's message. And don't forget to stop by our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can sign up to receive our Kingdom Inspiration. That's right, Kingdom Inspiration. I want to send you words of inspiration, sometimes on a monthly basis and other times more often in the month. Whenever I feel words of inspiration, I want to share it with you. So go to the website, www.kingdomrock.org, and there you can sign up for the free newsletter, and you'll have the opportunity of hearing more sermons that you haven't heard here on the radio or on the media. Some things I'll just reserve for our friends. So sign up today for Kingdom Inspiration, available right there on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Praying Through, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, well, we're going to continue in this series entitled Unanswered Prayers. Uh, this will be part number two, and we're going to subtitle today's message uh, Praying Through. Praying Through. Praying Through. It's really important that you understand this. Praying Through. Now, you see that little symbol right there on the top of your screen? Uh, it's a sort of a universal symbol or icon that says the power is out. There is something wrong with the power. Power. You see that symbol flash up on your cell phone or your laptop or something? It's saying, hey, there's something wrong with the power. Power. There's a shortage there. Something going on. And when that happens, I guarantee you, well, and that I can't guarantee you, but in most cases, it's not because of Georgia Power or Carol EMC or whoever has, whoever, whoever your power company is. It may not be anything wrong with them, but there's something wrong with the connection between your device and the actual plug. Something has gone on. Something has broken the connection. Something has broken the connection. Well, if that's the case, uh, don't throw your laptop away. Just buy a new cord. I'm trying to save you some money. Praise the Lord. Trying to save you some money. Just buy a new cord. Hallelujah. Don't throw the device away. If, you, if it's powered by a battery, just change the batteries and you're back up and you're just fine. Okay? Many times there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with, the de with the device. There's nothing wrong with the main power. There's something wrong in between. There's something wrong in between. And in these times, the Lord says we have to pray through. We have to pray through. Say pray through. Pray through. Say pray through. pray through. All right. Just like you wouldn't give up on your laptop or your cell phone, whatever, is, whatever you're powering, uh, you wouldn't give up on it. Don't give up on God. Some people say, well, I prayed about it. Nothing happened. I prayed. Nothing happened. I prayed. Nothing happened. Pray through. Pray through. 
repair the connection and pray through. Now, often I heard this, I heard this as, as well. Uh, you won't find this on the screen. This is also fresh, fresh from the press. I heard this this morning. If we say God isn't hearing us, let me say that again. If we say God's not hearing us or God's not hearing me, maybe it's because you haven't first heard him. You can tweet that. Gene's going to tweet it. If you say God's not hearing me, maybe it's because you haven't first heard him. Go back to the source. Go back to the beginning. Where have I left you? Where have I left? Where, ha- where, have, where is it that I haven't heard you? Go back and hear him. Are you hearing? Isaiah 1.19 says this. It says, 1920, it says, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall lead the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now, God's not saying, if you don't hear me, I'm going to send you a sword. Somebody's going to come and really whack you, whack you crazy because you're not hearing me. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to strike you down with a bolt of lightning. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I am your source and I am your supply. And if you don't hear what I have to say, you have an enemy down there that's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And if you don't hear me, he's going to get you. There's already uh, death and curses and damnable things on this planet already. God has called us to manifest heavenly places. Remember in the model prayer, the, the Lord Jesus told us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, come. Thy will be done where? On earth as it is where? In heaven. We're told to pray heavenly places. Heavenly places, heaven down. But we're still not in heaven. So thieves will break through and steal. Stuff will happen around here. Stuff will happen. Stuff will happen. You see it in the news all the time. Every day somebody got shot. Somebody, some disease somewhere. Something awful happened. Tragedy is commonplace. We're not out of here yet. So the Lord said, hear me. If you be willing, you want to do my word? Yes, Jesus. And if you be obedient, you actually do it. If you be willing, I'm willing, and you actually do it. What did he say? If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Because God says, he said, he said, I got the secret to life, believe me. I made the secret, and I made the life. If you just trust in me, if you, if you be willing and obedient, just trust. You'll eat the good of the land. You'll, 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 you'll be good to go. But if you refuse what I say, if you rebel what I say, rebel against me, that's already down there. It's kind of like a parent that says, hey, if son, daughter, if you just listen to me, I'm telling you, so-and-so is not good for you. I've been there. I've seen that. I know that type, daughter. I know that type, son. I'm telling you, don't go there. I'm telling you, stay in school. I'm telling you, I know you got an itch, you want to get out of school, but I'm telling you, if you just stay in school, if you just study, stay in the books, it'll be a lot better for you. 
If you hear me, the father says, if you just hear me, if you be willing, don't give me an attitude. I don't want to do it, God. Don't God say, don't give me an attitude. Just be willing and do it. You will see great things happen in your life. You'll see it. As we say to our children and grandchildren, if you just listen. How many of you said, how many you said to, to your children and grandchildren, if you just listen to me, if you just listen, if you just listen, you want to ring them, if you just listen, you wouldn't be going through all this, if you just listen to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said, look, if you just listen to me, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I know it's rough. I know it's tough. If you, if you just do what I say, but if you refuse me, if you throw my word away, if you ignore me, I'm not sending down bolts of lightning. The stuff is already here. And then people have the nerve to say, God is doing this to me. God is punishing me. No, your old hard headedness is punishing you. As they say, a hard head makes for a soft bottom. Are you hearing? Amen. Turn to name, tell them, stop blaming God for stuff. Are you hearing? I don't have no money. It must be God's fault. No, you just bought too many cheeseburgers or whatever you paid for. Are you hearing? Stop blaming God. Praise God. He's here to help you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, boy, you're getting it this morning, aren't you? You're getting it this morning. Uh, hallelujah. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you in Jesus' name. All right, let's go in our Bibles to the book of John, John 16. I told you every week what I'm going to do, I want to show you scriptures that will help back up um, and help to assure you that the Father wants to answer your prayers. The Father wants to answer your prayers. What is prayer? Prayer is simply you connecting with God. You connecting with God. You are speaking in English and you are connecting with him. You are praying in the spirit and with the spirit and you are connecting with him. There's a good connection. In a good power connection, uh, there are, there's a positive side of the line and a negative side of the line. Power comes in and um, power goes out. There's a good connection. Good connection. There's a good flow. And this is what we want to have in prayer. And in these last days, we need to be in a place where we are communing with God, where we are receiving from him, we are giving to him and receiving from him, giving to him and receiving from him. That's really the, the whole cause of life. That formula there will save marriages where you're giving and receiving, giving and receiving. It will save relationships, giving and receiving. It'll keep some people out of jail when they go into the bank. If you go into the bank to make a withdrawal and you never put any money in, but you demand money out of it, you may be going to jail. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. As a general rule, in a, in a good relationship, always try to give more than you receive. And if you do that, you make your spouse happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have a competition. Who's going to outgive who this week? I bet you I can give more than you this week. 
I bet you I can give out, give out more this week. I bet you I can. Are you hearing? Amen. Tell your friend, I bet you I can now give you this week. I bet you I can. Are you hearing? Because the more you release, the more comes back to you. And you find if you get in competition with God like that, oh, you're already lost. He'll lavish you with so much that you have no room to receive. You'll be crying for him, God, no more. I can't take any more blessing. I can't take a Are you hearing? That was for somebody. John 16, verse 23 through 24. Are y'all with me today? We've added some things on the screen for you, and uh, I want you to hear it. All right, here we go. John 16, verse 23 through, 23 through 24. It says, And in that day you shall, you shall ask of me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto, ye have, hitherto uh, have ye asked me nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall what? Receive, that your joy may be full. John 14, 13 and 14 says this. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything, say anything, in my name, I will do it. Of course, we know that anything is qualified. Matthew uh, 3, 33, listen to this. We said this last week. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these, what? Things. We just talked about anything, right? And all these things shall be one, shall be added unto you. I love the difference between given and added. Given and add. God said, I'll give it to you one place. Next, he says, I'll add it to you. When something is added to you, you may not even know when you actually receive it. You just look around. Oh, when did I get that? When did that come into my life? It was added. And when something is added to you, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of you. Are you hearing? He said, and it shall be added unto you. Then look at Luke 12, verses 31 through 32. Luke 12, 31 through 32. Also out of the King James Version. Luke 12, 31 through 32. This is what it reads. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these what? Things shall be what? Added to you. Then it goes a little bit further. Verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is God's good pleasure to give you to give you the kingdom. First, he tells you to seek the kingdom of God, and these things will be added to you. And he he goes even further. Listen, remember the things that you need are in the kingdom. He says, seek first the kingdom of God, and these things will be added to you. The things that you need are in the kingdom of God. Say with me, the things that I need need are in the kingdom of God. He says, first of all, seek those things. He said, uh, seek first the kingdom of God, and these things will be added to you. Then he says, hey, don't worry about it. It's a father's good pleasure just to give you the whole kingdom. He not only wants to give you the things in the kingdom, he wants to give you the kingdom. Isn't that exciting? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What father doesn't want to just say, okay, well, there's a time when you just give 
uh, give certain things to your children because their maturity level is not ready. But when they are ready, you turn the checkbook over to them. I'm going to ski. I'm going to ski. I'm skiing. I'm skiing. I'm skiing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a period of time when you just get a few dollars to go buy a soda or what have you. But then there's, when the child reaches an age of maturity and they can handle it, you just get in the checkbook, get in the debit card. You go ahead now. You've got the kingdom. Are you hearing? But it, 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 it's based on maturity. Based on maturity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If, it gets, if, you, if your child is in their 20s and 30s and you still can't handle things with them, there's, something, it's not, there's nothing wrong with the money. Nothing wrong with the bank account. But it's maturity of the child. Are you mature enough to be able to write a check and money's in the bank? Are you mature enough to use this, this card, this credit card responsibly and not buy a thousand Twix candy bars? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Are you mature enough? Are you responsible for me to give the kingdom to you? Not just the things out of the kingdom. That's on one level. Remember, here again, maturity, the immature or the ones who are not fully mature get things out of the kingdom, but the fully matured get the kingdom. We can ski on that one, too. Are you hearing? It depends on your maturity level. Well, what increases maturity level? How you hear and receive the word of God and activate that word in your own life. Are you hearing? So what level are we on? Praise the Lord. All levels of glory, all levels of glorifying. It's a good day to get things out of the kingdom of God. It's a great day. Great day. But to me, it's an even greater day to have access to the entire kingdom. Are you hearing? Let's go back again once again to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, reading to you uh, again out of the New Living Translation because I love the way it reads. It just saves me a little time and uh, and breaking down some particular words. I've already done it, and I like the way it reads, so we're just going to stay with this today. Uh, Galatians 5, verses uh, 16 through 21, and let me read this to you. And it says, uh, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. I think we stopped off here last time. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing. I love that. Then you won't be doing. (laughs) Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do what? Wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out the to carry out your good intentions. Really want to get into that today. Notice again that the Spirit of God gives you, the Holy Spirit gives you desires. Just like your flesh gives you desires. Like uh, Robbie was speaking yesterday in the class, and you, you know, the, uh, the lion sees the meat across the, sees the prey across the, the field, uh, begins to salivate. Those juices and those acids begin, you know, begin to work in the mouth. Hum, 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 hum. Some will get like that. Chocolate cake. Um, um, um. 
already. You see it. Your flesh has already given you a desire. Meat must have chocolate cake. Must, I must have it. Must have it. But inwardly you say, I know I don't need to have it. I know I don't need to have that chocolate cake. I know I don't need to have that bread. I know I don't need to have it, but I must have it, must have it, must have it, must have it. In this you see two separate minds. The mind of your flesh or the will of your flesh saying, come on, you know you want it. Mm-mm, you know you want it. <sighs> but you see your mind, the real you saying, no, I don't need that. I don't need what it's going to do to my liver. I, I don't need that. I don't need those extra fatty cells building up in me. No, I I don't need that. Right? The mind of the flesh, you see the mind of your flesh. But you were saying no, grabbing hold. No, no. Then you have also the mind of the spirit. The Holy Spirit trying to tell you things to do, too, producing something good in you. So you're in the middle. All right. But listen, I'm going to show you this. And, but it says these two forces are, are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free. Love that. You'll look at we'll see that in a minute so that you are not free to carry out your what intentions? Good intentions. Verse 18. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation uh, to the law of Moses. Verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the, re- the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, uh, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, uh, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Again, it says, let me tell you again, as I have told, as, as I have before, that anyone, say anyone, anyone. that anyone, living, say I love that anyone, because some can say, well, I can do it, it's good for me, I can do it, these things are good for me, but you, you, don't, you don't worry about it, but I can do it. See, I've seen, I, I've even heard of, of pastors and, and preachers say, you know, you, you don't do it, you don't, but I'll secretly do it myself. It's okay for me. The Bible says, anyone, say anyone. anyone. I've heard some even say that there were, there's such a thing as necessary evils. Many people were to say, well, they, they, I've heard they say prostitution is a necessary evil. The devil is a liar. There's no such thing as a necessary evil. Again, the Bible says that that anyone, say anyone, anyone, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So remember, a few moments ago, the Lord said, hey, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added unto you. 
to seek the kingdom and you'll get something out of the kingdom. Then he says, hey, you know what? For the more mature, I want to just give you the kingdom. I want to give you the kingdom and its resources thereof for you to bring glory to God. But he says, if you get caught up in all of this stuff here, you're not going to inherit it. In other words, there's a portion of the kingdom that's laid out for you. Inheritance. Remember, uh, uh, whatever uh, cousin, uncle, um, whoever relative dies, they leave something for you in their will. This is yours. It has your name on it. That new car, new house, that bank account has your name on it. Nobody can take it. It's yours. He said, if you're caught up in this lifestyle, you won't be able to inherit. It's held up. And many times for other people legally, uh, they, 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 these things may be put up in a trust until the person comes to a certain age or meets certain qualifications in order to receive it. It's held up. It's yours, but you're not fully qualified yet either by age. The person has not reached a certain age or hasn't met certain conditions to receive this thing. So the Lord said, hey, if you're caught up in this, you're not ready yet. Are you hearing? Oh, that's pretty clear, isn't it? Now look again in Galatians 5, 17 out of the King James Version. And it says this, for the flesh, now we just read it out of the um, New Living Translation, but look, look, at it, look at it out of the King James. It says, uh, Galatians 5, 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do I love that. So that you cannot do, help, help us out, Tori, and turn to the next slide, please. Okay, all right, you got it? You're good. All right. So that you cannot do uh, the things that you would. I love that. So you can't do things that you would, or things that you would um, intend, uh, or the things that you have resolved or determined or purposed. Now, this is something that is awesome here. I want you to see this. This is so, so very good. We talked about the three wills, the will of the spirit, the will, your own will, you, and the will of your flesh. All right? Now, I love the way New Living Translation puts it. It says so that you cannot carry out your good intentions. Good intentions. All right. Grab a hold of this. I want to do something good. Me, the person in the middle. I want to do something good. My flesh is saying something bad. I want to do something good. And then there's the Holy Spirit that is also leading me to do something good. But here's the thing. We think that we can do good or produce good apart from the Spirit. And that's what gets us in trouble. Is man able to produce good apart from from the one who is good. Are you hearing? Amen. All right, let's go on now. Follow us. So again, apart from the spirit of God, man, man doesn't know how and cannot produce good. Good among man in man's eyes is relative. What's good to the Middle East they say it's good to bomb America. It's good for them, but it's not good for us. But they holler and shout, it's good. But we say, no, it's not good. Good in the eyes of man is relative. What's good for one may not be good for the other. Beauty in the eyes of man is relative. 
That is, what looks beautiful to one looks ugly to another. Among mankind, there is no such thing as absolute good among man because all of our opinions change. Talk about the presidential election. Some says Trump good. Others say Trump bad. Are you hearing? Carson good, Carson bad, or Hillary good, Hillary bad. Among you can go, you can go all around and you hear different opinions from different people. There is no such thing as an absolute good among men. Good, good can only be manufactured through God. God is good. We, I'm sure, have a lot of people here that would say, well, I had good intentions. It just didn't turn out right. My intentions were good. Or here's the famous phrase, God knows my heart. He knows I was trying to do right. You thought you were doing good or something profitable, but it turned out very bad. So here again is the mind of the mind of the flesh. Saying, oh, get it, 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 girl, get it, get it, whatever. Here's the mind of the flesh. Well, back, way back in the day, don't worry about it. Mind of the flesh telling you do something wrong. Here you're in the middle, I want to do good. And you think you're about to do something good. And here's the Holy Spirit on the other side saying, no. Follow this path. So you're not free to do your good intentions because your intentions, although we think they're good, goodness is relevant. I mean, it's, uh, it's relative. So you're going to have to follow the dictates of the spirit or else you won't be able to manufacture or produce good without him. Because what's good to one may not be good to another. And only God is absolute good. Are you hearing? All right. There was a man who took a picture. And I've told some of you, some of you this before. He took a picture. Uh, He went, he was a famous world known uh, photographer. And uh, he was going around places and he was in Africa. And he saw a little boy, maybe three years of age, maybe between three and five. And he saw them, he saw him, they showed the picture. I don't want to show it, but it showed the little African boy, malnourished. You know, you see his bones through, through the skin. And I saw he was in like a fetal position, his head. I mean, his, his uh, head was between his, his knees, just sort of resting, I suppose, trying to get to the next village to get some water and food. And uh, there was a vulture sitting not too uh, far back from him. And the story goes that the photographer, that the photographer was trying to catch the perfect shot to where the vulture opened up his arms, you know, um, to try to devour the little boy. But the little, but the, the vulture never did. So the photographer waited and just took the picture. Well, he got back to the states. He said, "I want to show you, show everybody this to to show everybody the condition, the conditions in Africa and things of that nature." And he won the Nobel Prize for that picture. But the question that came back was, what happened to the little boy? What happened to him? 
What happened to him? He kept getting calls and emails and letters. What happened to the little boy? What happened to the little boy? At the time, the photographer thought, I'm doing good. I'm going to show the people, I'm going to show the people the conditions that are in Africa to let the people know. But he kept getting questions. What happened to the little boy? What happened to the little boy? Soon after, not, not too long after he received the Nobel Peace Prize, the photographer killed himself because he couldn't answer the question. He couldn't ask the question, or rather he, he asked himself that same question, what happened to him, and why didn't I do something? Why didn't I do something? He thought it was good just to take this picture. He took the picture and he left. He said, why didn't I pick the little boy up and take him to the village? Why did I just do that? At the moment, he thought it was good and that he was doing good. But he could not deal with the grief of knowing, you know, why didn't I help? And he killed himself. So you want to do good? Let's be led by the Spirit. Because he is the source of absolute good. Things that may be good to one person may not be good to another person because in man's eyes, good is relative. Not is a relative. Is relative. All right? That is, it is different from man or person to person. But only God knows absolute good. So we tie in with him. Amen? Amen. Let me show you this. Uh, Romans 3. Romans 3, verses uh, 10 through 12. Listen to this. It is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. No, not one. None righteous. Man says, I am right, so I know how to do right. There is, no, there is none righteous. No, not one. Verse 11, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all, say all. Speaking about all humanity. They are all gone out of the way. They are all, they are uh, together, rather, they are together uh, become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. So this is a problem that man has and says, I can produce good without God. I can produce good without God. Remember, God is good. Here's a source of religion. I can do good without God. There's the battle, isn't it? Uh, Look at uh, Matthew 19 through 17. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus. He says, this is Matthew 19, verse 17, out of the King James Version once again. And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? For there is none good but one that is God. But if thou wilt wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. It's a double stage question here, double-edged question here, really, because the Lord, I believe, was telling this man, why are you calling me, asking him, why are you calling me good? Have you discerned that I am God? Or are you trying to butter me up? You're trying to get something from me, so you want to say nice things about me. Are you hearing? He said, there is none good. So here is man. God already says, man, not good. 
But man says, no, God, we can be good. We can manufacture good apart from you. So that is the basis of religion worldwide, where man tries to do good to impress a good God. But he's not impressed because good is relative. What's good for one is not good for another. The only way, we can manu- only way that we can produce good is through a good God. Does that make sense to you? Okay. When man thinks he can do or produce good apart from God, it's called sin or spiritual pride. Let me say that again. When man thinks that he can do good or produce good apart from God, it's called sin or spiritual pride. Pride is a prayer answer stopper. The Bible says, and we're almost finished here today, the Bible says in James, the fourth chapter, verse six, uh, the King James Version, once again, James 4, 6, he says, but he giveth more grace, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You say, you can do it yourself. You know what is right. You're going to do it yourself. God says, I resist you. Resisting means that they're, that, you know, think about it, again, that chocolate cake. We're almost done. You really want the chocolate cake. Everything in you says, chocolate cake, chocolate cake, chocolate cake. There's something in you that is pulling you toward the chocolate cake. But you have to resist it. You want to go to it, but you're telling yourself, no, you're holding your own self back. The Bible says that God resists the proud. I want to come to you. Something in me longs for you. I love you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. I want to answer your prayers, but I'm going to hold myself back because you're proud. You don't want God to hold himself back. I'm going to hold me back. He resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. The one who says, Lord, look, Lord, I messed up. I made a mistake. I'm not doing things right. Can you help me? He says to you, yes. Does that make sense to you? Let's go a little bit further. Look at this. Pride is among the things that God hates. Listen to the, as we call the six deadly sins, the the seventh even more deadly. In Proverbs 6, there are some things that God hates. Do you know that? Things that God hates. You don't want what God hates to be around you. Proverbs, the sixth chapter, verses 16 through 19, this is how it reads. Uh, These six things doeth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. What's at the very top of the list? A proud look. Said, I hate it. A proud look. A a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and harp that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren, or those that try to break up families. God said, I hate that. 
I hate that. You ever been in school before and there's a fight? People say, fight, 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 fight. And I'm not sure about in your high school, but usually when there was a fight, people ran to the fight. Fight, 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 fight. And they try to congregate around it and all that mischief. I said, no, no, no. I'm going the other way. Are you hearing? Feet that run swiftly to mischief. Let's do something bad. Let's do something bad. Hey, stay away from that. Are you hearing? Almost Sunday. Y'all stay with me. Are you hanging with me today? Proverbs 16, 18. Listen to what it says here. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before what? Destruction. And an haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before it. In other words, it's going to happen. Why is destruction going to happen? Because God's not there. He's not there. Why? How do we know he's not there? Because he's resisting the proud. He's resisting the proud. Are you hearing? The Holy Spirit must guide you into doing good. The Holy Spirit must guide you into doing good. Say with me, the Holy Spirit Spirit must guide me me into doing good. If we say, you don't have to repeat this, but if we say I can do good without God, you're actually now trying to compete against him. You're actually trying now to be at odds against him. If we say I can do good. See, that's the whole basis of the Ten Commandments. Hear me. Or should I say there um, ten indictments? Man said, we can do good without you, God. God said, all right, well, here are ten standards. Let's see how you meet up against those. Well, I can't do that. It's to show you what's in you. Show you what's in you that they could not do, they could not uh, meet up to this righteous standard. They failed to meet up to this righteous standard. Man thought they were good apart from God, but really finding out that their goodness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. Remember the prayer that the parable of the Lord Jesus gave about the two persons that went up uh, to pray. The one was a uh, Pharisee, this religious leader, you know, uh, or just a religious leader. He went up and, and then there was a sinner that went up with him. And they got to the temple, and, the, and the, uh, the religious leader said, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like that sinner over there. I fast, I pray. Hey, I pay tithes. Hey, I'm good. But the sinner man, all he could do was beat upon his chest and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the Lord said that that man went back justified more than the first. More than the first. The first man, the religious man said, I'm good. Why? Because I have done good things. And there's a trap. We think that we're good because we do good things. Isn't that something? When the true goodness can only be manufactured by God. We call someone good because they, we, we think they've done something good. So we pronounce goodness over them. 
But God said, there's no amount of good you can do in the earth that would make me declare you good based on your works. There's only one way to be found good in the sight of God, and that is when the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, the only one that is good, the good, the good one that God has sent, when he enters into your life, when you believe in him and you put your faith and trust in him and he washes away your sins and makes you right in the sight of God, then the father looks at you through the eyes of his son and says, good. Apart from that, you are trying, the person is trying to do good in order to be labeled good. But there's no amount of good that you can do to be reckoned good in God's sight. It is only through the blood of Jesus, only through the sacrifice of Christ that you are reckoned good. Remember, we're not saved by our works. At least any man should boast. You're saved because you believed in Jesus. You reckon right in the sight of God, reckon good in the sight of God because of Jesus. Does that make sense to you? Well, I pray you receive the word of God today. We'll stop there today. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today I say you're going to have to pray through. In order to pray through, Get pride out of the way. Get pride out of the way. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas of pride. Get it out of the way so that you can walk in the Spirit as you should. Not in the flesh, not in your own mind, with your good intentions, but in the Spirit of God, being led by Him. Amen. We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.